Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Ditch Decade Diets Podcast. I am your host, Lorna Perozo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. Hello, everybody. Caught me in the yawn. <laughs> oh, it That's started so as that. <laughs> oh my god! Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome to this episode of Teen Teaching. Just making sure that I'm live. Yes. Woo. Okay, we are laughing our faces off. Yeah. So, welcome to this episode of Teen Teachings. We do this every single Friday, 9:30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we really just come on. Hi, Courtney. We really just come on and. Uh, share some little tips and tools and strategies with you guys. We talk about all things communication, relationship, although this is, you know, a binge eating support group on Fridays, we like to just talk more about things that can really improve the quality of your life overall. So like I said, we talk about relationships, communication, confidence, jealousy, comparison, um, triggers. So, um, all the different things that you really need to succeed because healing your relationship with food is so multidimensional and there are so many aspects that go into healing your relationship with food. And it's not even just about the food there. There's so many other things that go into it. So today we're going to be talking about the three spaces that you need. Hi, Carla, the three spaces that you need in your life. So, you know, it's really easy for us to go about our day in autopilot mode, right? You wake up in the morning, you rush to work, you go to work, you come home, you make dinner, you do the chores and you go to bed, right? And the three things that we're going to talk about today is really to create some intentionality in your life, to be intentional with the actions that you engage in, the behaviors that you engage in, to add more presence into your life. When we're so go, go, go all the time, we don't have time to reflect. And it's really that we're acting in this more, we're being reactive versus proactive with, with the thoughts that we think, with the, the, the behaviors that we engage in, how we respond to certain comments, how we respond to certain triggers. So the first space that you need in your life has to do with your relationship with food. It's so easy, you know, after a meal, to be like, I want something sweet. And maybe you do want something sweet, but there, there's always this, this habitual pattern, right? When you're on autopilot mode, you don't ask yourself, do I really want this? Like, what's actually going to sound good? Is this something that even is that I'm craving right now? Or am I just so used to right after lunch, going into the cupboards and grabbing something sweet? And again, there's nothing wrong with having something sweet after your meal, it's important to feel really, really satisfied. But if we don't create that space between a meal and actually giving into that craving, that something sweet, 
there's really this, we're not really asking ourselves. We're not actually being in tune with our body. We're just in that reactive mode. Another space that you can give yourself is when you feel that urge to binge. It's really easy when you feel that urge to binge to be like, screw it, just one more time. I'm just going to give in. I'm just going to give in. I did a masterclass on this yesterday and I talked about this a little bit. But when you actually feel that urge and you give yourself space to actually, like, what does it actually feel like in my body? And you can detach yourself from the urge. You can separate yourself from the urge because right now, if you don't give yourself that space, it's like, I feel it. It's like, you just automatically think that you have to give in. You automatically think the only way that I can get relief is if I give in. But when you just give yourself a little bit of space, even just observing the impulse, like a child throwing a tantrum, just let it play out. Like, let it do its thing. Like it's eventually going to, the child is eventually going to stop crying. And you stop, you know, when you stop giving it so much attention, the child is eventually going to stop crying. And the same thing goes when you feel that urge and then you give yourself more time, eventually you're going to, the urge is going to eventually go away. It's that space, even space while you're eating your meals. Got five minutes back to back in between meetings. I'm just going to eat standing up. I tell my clients this all the time. A lot of the clients that I'm working with inside of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy right now, they're working on sitting down while eating. Because when you're standing up, you're so disconnected from your body. You're eating super fast. You got five minutes before you have to go to your meeting. Create space in your calendar to eat, to actually sit down, to enjoy your meal, right? Even when you're you're cooking, when you're eating, like create that space, be present, be intentional, engage with your five senses. Like, what does this actually smell like? What does this actually taste like? You know, am I actually enjoying this? Am I actually hungry? Is this food satisfying me? What do I like about this food? When we create more space with our relationship with food while we're eating, when we feel the urge to binge after a meal, it allows you to just reconnect to your body. I think the biggest thing with with space is people find that giving themselves space, they have this awkwardness where they feel uncomfortable, like you have to fill it whether it's fill it with food or fill it with something to do or something else, because a lot of times people separate and they're just so used to either giving away that, that, that space in that time um, or actually just moving on to the next thing. So it's okay if when you're giving yourself the space for it to be a little bit awkward at first until you become accustomed to actually leaving that space yourself and really all that is is the the larger space you have the more time you have to take control and turn off those those autopilot things that you feel whether it's the urges that come up whether it's feelings of of guilt or, or stuff that's swelling up within you it gives you time to be able to actually choose mm-hmm. and space is basically selected choice so When you're focusing on creating this space for yourself, actually keep it. Don't fill it with something else. And it's okay if it's awkward because it's awkward at first when you're not accustomed to it. And then it becomes something that you actually get excited and look forward to and actually having that space for yourself. Yeah. And I think too, like going back to creating space while you're eating a meal, it's like, you know, you don't have to 
not be scrolling on your phone because like, it's like, you're, you're not going to sit there twiddling your thumbs while you're, you're eating. You know what I mean? Like we also have to be realistic as well too. Um, but it's just, it's okay to, it's okay to be uncomfortable at the beginning. Just like Andrew said, when you create more space, when you are eating, yeah, it might feel like a little bit awkward. It's like, oh my God, I feel like I have to be doing something right. I need to be scrolling. And it's not that you can't do those things, but it's just a matter of, again, the intentionality. Maybe I'm going to give myself, you know, one minute to scroll and then I'm going to have three minutes to actually be present with my meal. One minute to scroll and then three minutes to be present with my meal. Also giving your space, giving yourself space when you feel that urge again. Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. We're not giving ourselves space to find comfort necessarily right now, but you will have comfort long-term. So it's like when you do those things now to create space now, it's going to feel uncomfortable. When you feel that urge to binge, when after lunch, you immediately want to grab something sweet, give yourself that space now where it's going to be uncomfortable, but then you're going to be able to have more comfort long-term when you stop feeling that urge to binge, when you don't need something sweet after your meal, when you can sit down and be present and naturally stop eating when you're full. So it's being okay with the discomfort because knowing that discomfort doesn't last forever and it's eventually going to be able to turn into comfort. Hi, Crystal. Okay. So that was the first one. The second one is the first one. Yeah. Damn. We got a lot of value for you guys. Okay. The second one. So that the first space that you need in your life is with your relationship with food. The second space that you need in your life is just to be and to create space in your day to just relax, to put your feet up on the couch, to just self-care you can use this time, this space to fill it up with whatever way that you want. But so often there's guilt. I can't, I need to be doing something every second of the day. I had a client that I work with inside the academy and she grew up with tying her worth to how much that she did. And she would feel really guilty at the end of the day if she like put on a TV show or if she watched a movie or, you know, she just allowed herself to scroll on social media. But the reality is, is in order for you to give your all to the things that are important for you, your family, your husband, your kids, your work, you need to turn off. You need to fill up your cup. Yes. But also you got to turn off. So it's the creating this space for self-care for self-love, but also space to just be, if you have 15 minutes in between your next meeting, like it's okay that you just, Don't do anything. You don't have to, how many emails can I get done in the next 15 minutes before my next thing? It's okay to just get outside, breathe, do some breath work, meditate, like dance it out, do whatever you need to do. Like it's okay to give yourself that space. And I actually had to work through this a lot because I too felt really bad for relaxing. Like when my coaches and my mentors would tell me like, just go outside for like half an hour. I'm like, okay, but can I be listening to a podcast? Like, can I be responding to messages? Can I be, you know, listening to a coaching call? Like, and it's like, no, you can actually just not do anything. And that space is needed for you to process emotions, for you to feel your feelings. When you're back to back to back to back to back, you don't even know how you're feeling throughout the day. 
you might be really anxious, but not have a, a second chance to ask yourself, how do I feel until the end of the day when the anxiety hits you or the stress hits you? And then all of a sudden you go in the cupboard. So take that space during the day to just be. I think where people will lose the space for themselves mm -hmm. is when they have a lack of boundaries and also when they are uncertain of the intention of where their time should be for themselves. Mm -hmm. So whether it's, you know, you're taking uh, care of your kids and you feel guilty for giving that space, like, like Lorna says, or maybe you don't really have great boundaries and people like your boss or your partner is pushing kind of those, those things and your space slowly fades away, then you just get trapped in this reactive cycle again, which, which continues to appear. So setting boundaries for this is really important. Mm -hmm. So it's like, when do you have self-care? Mm -hmm. When are you choosing to actively put that into your day? When someone or something interrupts it, whether it's maybe you were planning on going for your walk and someone's like, oh, hey, I need you to pick this up right now. Is it a, I can do that right after, or is it a, oh, I'm going to abandon what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to set those boundaries and to also share those boundaries with other people, because there are very, uh, very many people in life who have never experienced what a boundary is. Yeah. They just assume that everything is available at any time in every place, and they might be looking for boundaries themselves. So something as simple as saying, I could totally do that, but I already have a commitment in this and that commitment's to myself. And it's so interesting that you said that because it's like, even just thinking about my mom, you know, she's so like, anytime I ask her to do something, like she always does it. And then I actually like, since I started learning about, you know, boundaries and I've set them in place with, 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 you know, people in my life, clients and stuff like that. It's important to have boundaries. I, you know, just because you said that I was like, you know, there are certain things that now I don't ask, let's say my mom to do because it's, it's not a matter of like, it's like, it's like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm more aware of people's boundaries of when people don't have boundaries. It's almost like, I don't want to even ask if it's available because I know some people don't have boundaries. I know if I ask my mom to do something, she's going to do it. But then I'm just like, Oh, wait, like, you know what I mean? Like there needs to be almost like a boundary there. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. That's, you know I mean? uh, that's funny. And I know exactly what you mean. What happens is, is when you start setting boundaries and actually really appreciating the value of them, what happens is, is you start giving boundaries to other people. So yeah, you send, you that's, send, that's some, literally you it. send someone a message and you're like, by the way, this does not have to be done right now. I yeah, do not expect I you to drop that. everything to do this. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually a really great way of sharing and communicating that stuff yeah. because people have this unreasonable urgency, but it starts with that protection of space. And that's what a boundary is. It's basically the protection of your space so you can fill your cup back up. But I totally get that. I feel yeah. like because you and I are really, really good with our boundaries that like we, we tell other people that that's you know literally what I mean? yeah. I'm where, like <laughs> where it's like by the way hey I'm sending this out but like you this is not something that needs to be addressed right now or yeah. hey we'll talk about this at a later time mm -hmm. so that way we can kind of protect other people too yeah and I think we've also been like just really good with boundaries even when it comes to like just just family and like our time and stuff like that and just like really 
clearly stating like, this is what I am available for. This is what I'm not available for. Even with clients, you know, like, Hey, these are the times that you can message me. These are the times that I'm off. And, you know, my clients love that I have boundaries because it's like, it, it's actually not helpful to be available all the time because then you don't figure out anything on your own. It's always just like relying on, on the coach, you know? So my clients actually really appreciate that. So just quick tip, set boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the third space that you need in your life, we talked about your relationship with food. We talked about just space during the day for yourself to process, to be, to feel. And the third space that you need in your life is after getting triggered. So being triggered is very triggering. (laughs) Whether this is a comment that somebody makes to you, whether it's, you know, someone says something about you or, you know, you're super stressed out or like whatever the trigger is, or, or, or you're looking at somebody and you're, you're getting jealous over them and you're comparing yourself or you see somebody else's body and you're, you're comparing your body to them or their success or their relationship or their career, whatever their status, whatever. If you don't create that space between feeling triggered and then acting on that trigger, the trigger is really just going to consume you. And you're going to look at being triggered as a bad thing. So uh, we all get triggered. And when I used to get triggered, I used to always make it about, I used to make it always about me. Like, you know, like what's wrong with me? Like if somebody would make a comment about, you know, the way that I, I looked, I'd always be like, oh my gosh, I need to fix my body and change my body. But when I started to create more space, I could actually process and understand, like, why am I triggered? What about the trigger is making me so upset? Oh, I realize that I'm still not that confident in my body. I realize that I'm still working on my relationship with even accepting my body. So, so I can, I can kind of like dissect the trigger a little bit more. And then I can also create space to look at the other side of like, this person's probably making this comment because they're, they might be going through their own stuff. They might be projecting their own stuff onto me. But if I don't create that space between having the trigger and actually emoting and, and feeling it, it's just all consuming. And even when it comes to like, relationships or jealousy or, or whatever, anything like that. It's, it's really just a matter of like, why am I triggered? It's not just, I'm going to be upset. Like I'm going to cry. I'm going to, you're allowed to cry. You're allowed to be upset. And that's really important for you to feel the emotions and allow yourself to emote. But why am I triggered? And it's, it's interesting I have so many videos on TikTok going viral now. And a few people asked me, like, you should put a trigger warning on this. And this is a whole nother conversation. But I just want to talk about this quickly. If you are not exposed to your triggers, you're always going to be triggered. If you ask yourself, why am I triggered? And you create that space, like, why am I triggered? then you can actually turn inwards to see like, what about this video is triggering me? What about this comment triggered me? What about this person is triggering me? And then that's when you can actually do the inner work to heal so that you are no longer triggered. Some people just always want to be, some people just, they want to avoid their triggers, but then they're always going to be triggered, 
right? I will, I won't put, I usually, I never put a trigger warning on my videos, not because I don't care about people seeing it, but I think it's important to be exposed to the trigger. And if, if, if it's, if it's tying, stirring up something in you, you have to ask like, why? And one more thing before you can talk, cause I know I'm talking a lot, but I just, I just have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to be so triggered by two of my mentors that I hired. So the first, like the first coach, it was a, it was a binge eating coach. And I was triggered by all of her content. Cause I was so into health and fitness and she ended up talking about making peace with foods. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Like, I don't want to eat chips and chocolate all day. Like, and I, I wasn't understanding it and I was triggered by her. And then I hired her. And then there was a business coach that the way that she was saying thing, it thing, saying things and sharing her success. I was so triggered. I was like, I honestly want to unfollow. And then I leaned in. I was like, no, I'm, I'm triggered because like she has something that I want and I want to get there, but I don't have it right now. And I, it's okay, but I'm going to lean in. I'm going to heal what needs to be healed. And then when you're able to work through that and do the inner work, I hired both of those coaches and boom, it was great. So. The, all the trigger is, is just an inward reflection of how you feel. And you're seeing that reflection in real time. Some people physically feel it. Some people get thoughts the way it appears and it tries to come out. Um, the biggest part about triggers is you. it's not enough for you to acknowledge what's triggering you. You then have to address it and deal with it. And that's where the real challenge is and why people don't create space for it. They want the trigger to briefly appear and then disappear. But just like if you kick a can down the road, you're going to see the same can as you as you walk forward. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not enough to just leave the space. The space is for you to acknowledge, but also to do something, to do something about it. Take one step towards changing your relationship with food. Make one different decision in your life. Figure out and sit down with yourself. What is it about this? And do some type of action towards it. Where people get in this point where they're constantly triggered by the same thing is a trigger that's not addressed also builds frustration because now you know what it is Mm -hmm. and you're still not dealing with it. If you see something for the first time and it makes you upset, that's okay. But if you keep seeing the same thing over and over again, now you're upset, but you're frustrated because you go, I know that I'm triggered by this. I know that this bothers me. And yet there's something about it that I'm not willing to make a change or do about it. That's where a trigger can start to build and it can start to be something a lot bigger than what it actually is. Mm -hmm. So whether it's getting support from a coach or having a conversation with a friend or a family member or, or really sitting down and and doing just one small decision to, to uh, better a relationship with, with food, it doesn't matter what it is. You have to actually do, if you don't have space to do it, then you're not going to actually start to address what those triggers are. Um, I think you and I, when, when we recognize triggers, it's, you know, just like Lorna brings them up, we bring them up vocally because it's important to acknowledge that they exist. And then we immediately look towards, well, what can I learn from this? Aside from the fact that the trigger is actually affecting the way that I feel Mm -hmm. or the way that I'm acting, 
what is it that I can take from this? You yeah. know, so in Lorna's examples, you know, she she was like, okay, there's pieces of this that I am wanting to have or achieve. And what can I do differently in terms of doing that? Looking at what you can take from this in any conversation, not just triggers, is a really great way to understand what the other side is. Because like Lorna said, I mean, we get messages all the time of, uh, you know, anything from trigger warning to, you know, uh, you, you don't understand how this is for me. A lot of people think that they're in very special circumstances where their their challenge or their, their issue in life has never been shown to anyone else or people aren't experiencing it that way. Um, but the thing is, is at like struggle period is really all the same. When you have a struggle, it's something that's bothering you that you have to deal with. So even if someone's not saying it in your way or the mm -hmm. story is slightly different, there really is only one thing that you could do. Figure out what you need to learn and do it. Yeah. And, and that's how you address the triggers. And one thing that I also just going to wrap up here, but like the thing that I learned in one of my certification programs is triggers are the best indicators of where you need to heal. So I'm just going to lead you, lead you off with that because if you are triggered by something, there's something that needs to be healed. So we can't avoid it. We can't just distract ourselves. We can't just push it off and say, I need a trigger. I need a trigger warning. I need a trigger warning. It's like, we have to dive in and like what, what needs to be healed here. So we all get triggered regardless if it's your relationship with food or anything like that, body relationships, anything like that. So just turn inwards, give yourself that space in those three areas, your relationship with food while you're eating, when you feel the urge to binge after your meals, um, give your space, give yourself space during the day for self-care to reflect, to process, to just be, and then space when you're going through a, a trigger, give yourself that space to reflect and learn from it. So thank you guys so much for being here for another episode mm. of TN teachings. We will see you guys next Friday at 9 30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and have an amazing rest of your day, you guys. Bye. Bye.